Hi, I'm Wendy A, and you're listening to Brief Exchange. In today's episode, we chat with Jessica Yazbek, a solicitor in the insurance, disputes and investigation team at Colin, Biggers and Paisley. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio. Thank you for having me. So can you tell us about what inspired you to study law? I I would say always had a delegated but a self-delegated role of, you know, taking charge and and solving the issues in my family. I come from a very large Lebanese family and I'm the eldest of four. Um, and so I was always, you know... Uh, go ask Jess, she, she might know. Or, okay, what's the problem? Let's work it out. What are all of the arguments? Like, what are all of the dimensions to this point? And how can we just fix this issue? I've always wanted, like, being a problem solver. Um, but also, I've always been a really big advocate for fairness and transparency and equality. And, you know, they're essentially the principles of our legal system. And so, for me, it made sense to want to start um, a career in law Um, and then also that was solidified when I got the chance to do work experience um, when I was in year 10 when I was 16. Um, So I went to Colin Biggers and Paisley which is where I am today and I did a week there. I started back at CBP um, on I think it was my first year of uni so I was really lucky that I actually managed to get a role as just the receptionist. Um, So I think because they had my details on file from work experience, um, a role came up and I thought, you know what, this is not specific and I'm not applying any legal skills. Not that I had any idea at the time anyway. Um, But I thought, you know what, why not? This would be a great opportunity. Um, And then a couple months later, I found myself in a pro bono um, role at the firm. Um, They knew that I was studying law and so I think they just looked internally for someone and then a couple months after that I was approached by a partner in the insurance team and they asked if I wanted to be a paralegal um, with them and yep I've been with that team ever since so I've been with CBP now for six and a half years. Wow. Yeah it's a long time (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's but it's been you know I mean, I've loved every every second of it, um, and I've been really fortunate for all the experience that I've actually been able to have. Especially before I had even graduated, I had five years of paralegal experience pretty much under my belt. So, yeah, that's pretty much how I I landed in um, law and in my job today. What are your passions outside of law? Um, I think first and foremost is I'm a big foodie. I love to cook, but I also love to eat out. Um, and I actually, I can now say, I do enjoy spending time with my family. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's a lot of us, so it's it's always it's always fun and exciting. Um, and, of course, spending time with my, my partner as well. But um, also, you know, just taking time for myself. I really like spending time alone, actually. Um, and, you know, doing some wide reading, um, taking like care of myself, looking into, you know, just, oh, I'm always trying to also like just work on myself so I can be a better person generally, but for professional and personal purposes, I just really enjoy um, self-care and mental health. I think it's really important, especially in this um, profession. So yeah, they're, they're definitely my passions outside of work. I mean, it's very important, but I must ask, 
what's your signature dish? Oh, wow. Actually, you know what? That's a really difficult question <laughs> in terms of pinpointing. Oh, actually, I think, yes, there's this one, and I can't claim that it's something that I invented myself, but it's a Jamie Oliver um, eggplant and chicken Sicilian bake, Ooh. and it's delicious. It's served with couscous, it's lemony, it's got capers, um, and as the chicken and the eggplant are like caramelized and cooked together and it all goes in one pot with fresh cherry tomatoes. So yes, that I think that would be my signature dish. It's always something that it's good for winter, but it's also really nice in summer. So yeah, that's my go-to. It sounds absolutely delicious. Yes. <laughs> so it sounds like you've got a really diverse and you know long history with uh, one firm. Let's let's go back to the beginning when you did your work experience. I mean, aside from going to court, was there anything else about the experience that really jumped out at you, like in terms of okay, what well, this area of law, or was it just law in general? I I think it was just law in general. I mean, at that point, I wasn't. I had no idea what kind of law that I wanted to do, um, but I did have an inkling that it was going to be, you know, um, more civil and commercial than criminal, um, and probably not family law. Um, so I think that you know, actually getting to be in an office that practice was practicing commercial law, um, and for me, really, it was almost like you know, a kid in a candy shop. Um, just see, being in the office um, and seeing everyone, you know, working really hard. Um, that really, I know that sounds very odd, but that attracted me <laughs> to this kind of role. Um, so, yeah. Did you find it was from the transition, I guess, as work ex- from a work experience kid to being the receptionist to being a paralegal and now as a solicitor, how did you find the transition and was there anything about that kind of transition that really jumped out at you? Yeah, I think, I mean, it um, my situation is quite unique in that it's it's a very um, I was very lucky for it to play out in that way because I actually never jumped around to any other firm. Um, but I think that the transition was relatively um, it was quite smooth. I mean, obviously the big it was a big jump from the receptionist role to um, becoming a paralegal. But I was you know really keen to um, learn and understand. And I, and I had actually like asked a couple of people that I knew at the firm who were already paralegals, like, what's your experience? What kind of, um, you know, what could I be expecting? And so I've always, um, what in whatever I do, whenever there's something new, I think my way of dealing with it is trying to work out, um, what can I learn about it in advance to help prep me? What can I do in terms of preparation? Um, so I think that because I had tried to do things like that, it, it helps that transition for me um, a little bit better. But also I think one of the best things about being, you know, in your career at that point when you're so young is that everyone accepts that this is your first time at everything and, um, you know, you're going to give it a crack and it's going to be your first time and that's okay and, you know, things might not work out exactly or you'll make, you know, some mistakes but you'll learn from it. And how did you find actually studying the law? Because I know a lot of people, I guess, normally their progression is you go to uni, you study and then you get a job and you get some practical hands-on experience. How did you find actually, you know, working within that kind of environment and being able to apply the legal skills that you're learning on the job to your studies? Yeah, look, that was one thing that I think I really enjoyed. And I also, I always found it so funny when, you know, I would be looking at something um, at work and it would actually crop up um, at uni or vice versa. And um, I think that just actually made me quite excited because I 
knew how this was being applied um, in the real world. Um, and it also, you know, I probably made me a little bit more attuned and excited and paid attention to um, my studies as well because, you know, it was something that was also benefiting me at that very point in time um, at work. Um, so I think, I think that definitely was a bit of... Um, whether or not it made a big impact or it was an advantage. But I think it helped me in my um, my um, studying and my time at uni. I think, you know, it, it made it made me more driven, I suppose, and, you know, didn't want to – maybe I did want to, you know, you have the usual, like, oh, I'm over the studying. I mean, <laughs> it is five years. It's a long time. Um, but I think there was always that reward at the end of the day that, I you know, I could see how it was going to work out um, – and then in terms of the real world, and then I was also by that point um, so excited to finish uni and just get into work full time um, and hit the ground running. And you mentioned earlier that you know, had a partner approach you about a paralegal position and yep. did you, uh, were, you know, were they more of a mental kind of figure and did, did you find that you got a lot of assistance? I mean, just starting out, I mean, in that kind of position, I'd imagine you have a lot of questions. I mean, were people around to help you and how important is it to have someone like a mentor type role while you're starting out in yeah. law? Um, look, it's, it is it is massive. Um, I don't think it can, like the value can be really put into words. Um, my team is is quite big, but I've had a number of partners um, and that partner who approached me being Michael Russell, he's, he was one of the mentors that I still consider a mentor today. Um, my team is excellent and I think I'd say the whole firm's pretty good like that um, in terms of as soon as you're part of the team there is a lot of investment in you um, and you know if you show your interest and you can give something back then that relationship just keeps on giving um, and I have been very fortunate that I've a lot of the work that I have done has often been me and the partner so there hasn't been anyone in between um, and so the the partner has really been my mentor in a, in a lot of um, ways and I really value the the personal and the professional relationship that I have with each and every one of them which I'm very fortunate about um, you know we often do things sometimes like as a team or colleagues of mine outside of work and some people just don't understand why would you want to see someone that you work with again <laughs> Outside of work hours. <laughs> and I was like, I just, like, I, I consider them, like, so important in my life. So, yeah, the their their mentorship has meant a great deal to me as my personal development, but also, of course, my professional development. Um, I don't think that I would be at the point that I am now, so early on in my career, if it wasn't for their investment um, and throwing, you know, throwing me in the deep end, but still holding my hand while we were going. Um, so, yeah, it's just, yeah, I I'm always say how grateful I am to all of them for that. So can you tell us a little bit about the, pra uh, the practice area that you're currently working in now? So can you do a little bit of an intro about what you're doing? Yep. So my... It's a, it's a bit of a beast, if I can <laughs> say what I do. Um, I report to a few different partners, but um, a major part of my practice is um, insurance, financial lines, um, specifically, you know, professional indemnity, um, insurance in, in the context of construction. Um, I was always kind of interested in construction because my whole family is in construction um, and, I, you know, I like the removal of this um, element. Um, so that's, that's 
that's a, a really solid and large chunk of what I do. Um, the other part is in the cyber privacy um, and digital governance um, part of our, our practice at the firm. Um, and so, you know, that involves uh, receiving notifications of cyber incidents, triaging those incidents, um, you know, giving advice on privacy policies, data retention policies, um, and then another component to my practice area is um, class action work, um, so defence class action work as well. Um, and then there is just, you know, the miscellaneous category, which is lots of different random things, sometimes defamation matters. Um, yeah, it's, it's the team is, I think, the investigations and disputes team. So it's, it's quite broad um, and there's quite a few different partners that specialise in certain things. So I get to report to multiple um, partners. And so I'm very lucky that I have quite a diverse practice in what I do. Um, so that's exciting. I think that's also really important when you're young, at, at, you're a young lawyer and you're trying to work out what you want to do. And what was it that kind of drew you to this, this particular practice area? Um, I think, I mean, I once starting in the team as a paralegal um, and learning and observing what was going on, but also then having um, knowledge of what everyone else was doing in the firm, I, I was able to, in my mind, kind of narrow down what I did and didn't want to do. Um, so I, I always knew I wasn't interested um, in criminal law, family law, um, and I didn't enjoy property law at university. <laughs> I like how you whispered that. Yes, um, um, <laughs> and I just decided that I didn't I didn't have a lot of interest in that, um, and I really loved the kind of insurance work that I was doing for financial lines, um, and specifically the professional indemnity. And it threw in that construction element, which you know I was always wasn't sure if I wanted to actually do that, um, and so I was getting the best of both worlds in the sense I was. I really liked the insurance coverage side of things. I was able to do construction, but I was also able to do the cybersecurity stuff. And that for me was something that I've always had an interest in. Um, and particularly because I think before I had even decided I was going to do law, there was a lot of media coverage about um, you know, young lawyers and, and paralegals are really jeopardised because there's going to be robots and machine learning doing all of the tasks that they would do, like, you know, the document discovery and research. And that was like 2015, 2016. And that's still very prevalent today. Um, and so I knew that I wanted to actually try and get on the front foot of this. And I, I wanted to specialise in this area because, you know, it's obviously going to be something that happens, but there's always going to be the legal element of it and there's always going to be the lawyer there. So I had decided that that's what I wanted to do. And then I was just very um, happy that I actually really enjoyed doing it because one, it's a forever changing space. It's almost impossible to be across everything because there's always changes. But um, also you have to be really open-minded and you have to be innovative. And that's something that I also really wanted to do. And I wasn't sure exactly if law was going to fulfill that for me, but I find that I do get to actually um, explore and, you know, pursue that, that side of things. Um, and so because I was very lucky to be doing all of that, I kind of knew that that's actually 
what I wanted to do um, and the other divisions at my firm in terms of what they do it was kind of the best of both worlds I was getting a bit of everything um, and so that's actually one of the reasons I when I entered the grad program typically you rotate I actually didn't rotate um, oh, okay. so I I mean and obviously that was a, a, a big reason because of my um, experience that I had up to the grad program that's not common um, in the sense that you know not many people get to start so early on um, and so I yeah that was a decision that I made um, and I think I'm pretty happy with that still <laughs> um, but yeah with cyber is obviously it's, it's, a, it's a huge area and especially it's even more relevant you know in the last year or so absolutely um, so what is it I guess, about class actions that kind of drew you to this type of work? I mean, I think for that it was, I love, and I see, yes, I was just making sure I still loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I loved um, uh, litigation and this was just litigation on a massive scale. Um, So I was immediately drawn to it um, and we did have um, this particular class action on at the time. I think it was in my second last year of uni and it the trial was I think gosh three months or something Um, and it kicked off just after I had finished exams Mm -hmm. so I had worked full-time working on it and I just I mean a bit of it sounds just crazy what I'm about to say but I loved like you know the the grind of the the of the litigation like you know having to work crazy hours like I just found all of that so exciting there was so much (laughs) adrenaline um yeah I know I I say that out loud and it's so cringe um but I think you know yeah that was a great experience It, it really has excelled my um legal skills in litigation having um been involved in a class action like that um and from the defense side of things um so yeah I think it, it's again, it's served I like that kind of dual interest that I have. Sounds like you're a really strong passion for, you know, different aspects of law. So what did you find was, I guess, the best part of law and what did you find was your biggest challenge? Yeah, I think, I think for me, the best side of law is, I just like being able to really equip my client with everything that they need to know and find and giving them a solution. So, you know, I know what or we would know what the legal um, aspect of things are but it's you know putting that in plain English and working out what that is in terms of the client and what the problem is in their terms and then giving them an answer for that I find I really enjoy that process um, and I think that that has just been probably the yeah the main driver around why I love what I'm doing I mean and in terms of what's I find challenging. I mean, the first time you do anything, it's it's challenging and it's daunting and you think that you don't know what you're doing. Um, so, I, I mean, I would say every time I get something new or every time something's complex, like, you know, if it's um, new, having to consider new coverage issues or things like that, that's definitely, I, I find that challenging. Um, but I also enjoy it because it's whenever it's challenging, it's because it's new and it's not something that I know yet. And so I want to get to know it more. And has there been anything that surprised you about working in law? Um, that's a good question. I don't. I don't really think so. Um, probably no. Actually, I don't. And I don't know if that's just because it's 
I got that exposure so young and so I, I knew exactly what I was getting get my, getting myself into. Um, but yeah, no, I don't I don't think so. That's really good. I mean, yeah. you know, it is it is I think daunting for a lot of people to come out and be like, oh, you know, what do I do in my life in which air practice area? Oh, absolutely. But I, I think you know it is quite beneficial to have that experience before you even graduate, and so you get a taste of what it's going to be like. What does a typical day look like for you? I think, I mean, gosh, no day ever looks the same. Um, but for me, um, uh, in my team, we're quite flexible in terms of um, how we work and it's a little bit different to other teams. Um, but I will normally start work around just after 7.30 and that's just because that's what works for me and that's what works for my team. So my um, seniors and the partner uh, work start work around that time, if not much earlier. Um, and so I will try and do whatever um, high value, if you like, um, work in the mornings, um, whether that's advices um, and whatnot. And then later in the afternoon, do you know the more low value work, things that are getting a bit, uh, you know, not too strenuous on the brain. Um, and I think one thing that I really try to integrate into my day, which is actually a, a standard that another partner in my team kind of set for me, um, was that I get up and go for a walk because it is so easy to, you know, sit and have lunch at your desk or um, want to just keep going um, or if there's so much coming in and it can be really kind of overwhelming and your first response is, I should stay at my desk and I should keep working. But the utility that you get from stepping outside and going for a walk um, and it wasn't something that he ever said to me but I just always noticed no matter what, he always went out and so that was something that I adopted and it has made such a big impact in terms of the productivity when you come back to your desk in the afternoon. You know, you've got that second um, like breath and wave. Um, so yeah, I then I probably normally finish between 5.30 and 6. So, and that's like, you know, just the standard day. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Um, but I find that that's what works for me because I really make a big emphasis on looking after myself as well. Um, and so I make sure that, you know, if I can either go for a walk or do exercise before work um, and between those, that hour that I have in the morning, that's my time. Mm. And I, you know, don't look at emails, which is really easy to do. Don't look at the news yet. Don't look at my messages. Just like set myself up for the day in the best way that I can. Um, and I think that really is what makes or breaks how far your career will go sometimes if you don't take those steps to really look after yourself. And I think that's really crucial because, you know, a lot of early career lawyers don't really know how to find that balance, especially in the beginning. Absolutely. So what kind of tips would you want to share with other early career lawyers? I think the first one would be um, work out how you want to add value. So, I mean, in the context of you know, there's so many people studying law and people always say there's not enough jobs out there for those that are studying. And that's definitely what was the, the narrative that was fed to me before I started. And so I decided that as a means of trying to stand out, I was going to work out how I was going to add value. So for, you know, that might look like, you know, if you get a task, look at the context of the situation who's your client, what does your client do um, and what is the problem in their world, in their terms. I think if you can, everyone will eventually know how to do the legal analysis and the legal research but there is a real art in applying that and working out 
what's the problem for your client in those terms and how can you communicate that to them? I think that would that really makes you stand out amongst the crowd. And so I think that would be my, my biggest tip. My next tip probably flows on from that. And that's um, try and apply logic and common sense where you can, because it's so easy to get engrossed in all the detail. And that's our job as a junior. You need to be across all of the detail. And that's a lot of information and it's a big overload. If you take a step back though, and you look big picture, things just kind of fall into place, but it's really easy to actually overlook that step. Um, and I think another important thing would be to, and this is all about, you know, also managing expectations, but try and say yes to as much diverse work as you can. Um, because now's the time to work out what you do and don't want to do, or what you're not interested in. And the more diverse experience that you have, the less likely you'll be pigeonholed early on. I mean, I you know I definitely accept that eventually you should settle down and one kind of and try and you know set up your or specialize in a particular area. But I don't think that at the junior young stage is the time. And then I think maybe my final piece would be to try and stay in your own lane. This is a really competitive profession and it is really easy to want to compare yourself to others. And as soon as you do that, you know, you're taking away your own um, ability to really do well um, because you're so concentrated what, ev what everyone else is doing. And it's actually, I think, really hard to not want to do that, um, um, especially at the junior level. You know, everyone kind of gets pinned up or even when you're doing like the gradship, um, uh, sorry, the graduate program and all of that, it's, oh, what are you doing? Like, oh, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's really easy to get caught up in that. Um, but just back yourself. Remember that you're in that role for a reason. Um, and you just need to trust the process. Fantastic. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, Jessica. Thank you, Wendy, likewise. Thank you for listening to Brief Exchange. Today's episode was hosted by me, Wendy Yang. Executive producer is Henry Ear. Brief Exchange is a production of the Law Society of New South Wales. You can find new episodes each month with the Debrief newsletter, or you can find previous episodes on lsj.com.au. See you next time.